Welcome to Girls from the Gym, where we lift up topics from the mat. Today, we're talking to Victor Kabar about coaching and living the dream. Welcome, Victor. Thank you guys for having me. Victor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let me see. Um, what can I say about myself? I mean, I am a uh, young professional. Uh, you know, I've got just like everybody out there, you know, I've got a full time job. You know, since it is a gym topic, obviously, you know, I enjoy working out. That's one of my uh, uh, hobbies that I really like doing, especially blowing off steam, stuff like that. Um, How long have you been a CrossFitter? I have been a CrossFitter for approximately, I would say this is my eighth year. Most awkward because of what's going on right now. But yeah, eighth year, I want to say. What got you involved into CrossFit? I've been I've been in the fitness industry. I would say I started working out. What pushed me to start working out was back in 2008. Uh, I had a friend of mine, actually, that I went to, to school with. Uh, he's a famous boxer. His name is uh, Victor Ortiz. Uh, he, no way! Yeah, he came down. I went Like I said, I went to school with him. I grew up with him since uh, elementary. Uh, one year, he just came to visit in, in 08, and in just talking to him, you know, I thought it was interesting, his lifestyle, obviously, you know, a person from Southwest Kansas, and, and you know, you talk to him and what he ended up being. So that amused me. That caught my attention. And I would say that's what ended up sparking my interest to uh, becoming a healthier individual than what I was. Were you always an athlete? Uh, I was growing up. My sport mainly was soccer. Uh, I would say kindergarten through approximately eighth grade. Uh, that's what I played year after year. That was mainly my only sport, to be honest with you. I didn't do a whole lot. Did you do a lot of weightlifting in high school or what What was the weight? Was that a big transition into CrossFit, doing all the weightlifting? It was. It was a huge transition for me. Um, no, I did not do. Of course, they made us take mandatory weight training classes there at the high school. And, uh, you know, I always did what I could to not have to attend those. <laughs> not one of my proudest moments, I would say. <laughs> so how did you end up in CrossFit then? So, as I mentioned, you know, back in OA, I started in the fitness industry. You know, I did the whole uh, global gym, as we all know it, for a few years. Here at the, the old gym that used to be here, it was called Coyotes at the time. That's what I did on a regular basis. After that gym shut down, of course, all my bros kind of, you know, went away because nobody worked out at the same gym anymore. So then I ended up hitting a different gym. I attended that place for a little bit, but it was just stagnant, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. The interest just wasn't there. I couldn't stay motivated. It was just difficult to continue to want to do the same thing. It just it was redundant. So you come to CrossFit. Was it Joey's gym? Was that your first gym, CrossFit gym? Yes, it was. I, I still remember it was, uh, it was in March when I went in and I talked to Joey and you know, just like he does, he normally does. He walks you through the whole, oh, you know, do you work out? What do you do? Just trying to get to know you, trying to get to see what, what level to start you off at. Talk to him, you know, thinking, oh, I've been working out for years now. I'm in good shape. I could do what you guys do in here. That was one evening. And I think I want to say I started the very following morning at 5 a.m. And that <laughs> was a real wake up call for me. What was the hardest? Was it the weightlifting or the cardio or the combo? It was a combination of both. I just remember that day, and I can't tell you exactly what the workout is. I just remember there being box jumps in the workout. 
And I was just, you know, mentally talking to myself, realizing how out of shape I was, yet I thought I was in really good shape. <laughs> and so were you hooked after that? It took a while, obviously, you know, making that transition from, from the global gym life to the functional fitness side of things. I wouldn't say it was a challenging transition, but, but it took time to get used to acclimated to the, the new environment. Well, what tipped you over going to more of the functional side of it versus what you call the global gym side? I look at it now. At the time, I didn't realize it, but looking at it now, I think the, the, the why behind it all, uh, there's a purpose there. There's, it's more uh, family-oriented, friendship-oriented. It brings people together. It's not just you out in the corner doing your own thing. And I think that's really important whenever you, you know, you've got a specific goal in mind and knowing that you have the support and backing of that group behind you, it just makes things that much easier. I think the community is the tipping point it, it, for most of us. I think when we've, I've asked and talked to a lot of people and it always seems like the community part is the tipping point. Yes. And that's what makes it challenging for a lot of us right now. We miss that. You know, we say we miss the gym, we miss the gym, but in reality, no, it's, it's our, it's our community that, that we, we don't get to spend time with. Absolutely. Have you struggled during this time, not having the community? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you this has been a walk in the park. It, it's been it's been a challenge. Uh, and I think for all of us, if anybody out there can say that they haven't been struggling, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd find it extremely difficult to believe. So what got you into coaching? I would say what really tipped me, it wasn't necessarily just the gym alone. There was a, there was a shift in in my life where... I think I decided, you know, I want to, I want to help others. It wasn't necessarily, it was it definitely wasn't about me. It was the warm feeling, the comforting feeling of helping others achieve their goals. Uh, I remember before becoming a, a coach, just, you know, people would, would walk up to me trying to ask for pointers, you know, a lot of people struggle with their double unders and they see me doing double unders and, you know, always asking tips, pointers, stuff like that. And in me seeing the excitement, you know, a person getting, you know, their first two in a row, first five in a row, you know, how happy that make that individual, you know, that's a pretty rewarding feeling all in its own. So I think that's what really pushed me over the edge to kind of want to share that experience. You know, I wanted to relive that experience over and over to help not just one individual, but, you know, a number of people. What did you have to do to become a CrossFit coach? So for us out here in Southwest Kansas, as we all know, you know, they don't offer a whole lot of options out here for us. So I actually had to attend my course in Manhattan, Kansas. So I had a a nice little uh, weekend trip is what it was for me. You know, you walk in there, you think you've done CrossFit for a number of years. You should have an idea of, of what this stuff is all about. And, you know, in general, pretty much it, you really do, you really understand it all. But they really get down uh, into the detail with it all. That was really surprising to me is how much time these individuals take to really study and really decipher what functional fitness is and how to achieve it. What was the big takeaway? What did you learn something major that weekend? Like, oh my gosh, I make that mistake. Or was there something big that weekend that maybe 
you were like, I'm so glad I came. <laughs> Absolutely. The diet. As they made me feel extremely guilty for how I ate on a day-to-day -day basis. And of course, not in a bad way, but you know, it was a reality check. It's like, whoa, it's like, you know, you invest all this time in your workouts and what you do and and then you just indulge in whatever they put in front of you, which I continue to be guilty of. But yeah, that, that was a real eye opener for me. That's really cool. What was it, what diet did they teach you? Or what they did pretty they much, you know, they touched base on all of it. But uh, what I really liked is how they went into detail on on how how this affects your your performance. So, you know, in general, yeah. as we know, you know, not not one diet is is there's not one diet that fits everybody's uh, lifestyle and and body style. So, you know, they just touch bits and pieces here and there, but they they really dig into how a specific a carbohydrate or specific fat, you know, certain things that you consume will per, will affect your output in a specific way. So that was an eye opener for me. That is that is, that was you know what you feed yourself. That section was pretty. That is pretty intense mm -hmm. there. After you got your L one, were you ready to coach? You know, I thought I was, but then I realized that there's a lot more to this coaching stuff than meets the eye. So it, it goes back to educating yourself. You know, a lot of us think that that our, our education stops the moment that our schooling stops, but in reality, it's like no. You know, you got to be a a student of life and continue to learn. So that's, that was kind of my approach with this uh, whole CrossFit thing is I can't sit here, you know, I'd be lying to you if I sit here and, and tell you I know it all. I don't and I don't claim to, but I realize that how much you can pick up and learn from not only the elite individuals, but somebody that's just learning off, uh, you know, your first person coming in for the first time off the street. What was your biggest challenge when you started coaching? I would say my biggest challenge was uh, coaching my peers because one day, you know, you're alongside of them and then the next moment, you know, you come in and it's like, okay, uh, this is what we're going to do. You know, you're trying there, you're there to coach these individuals and, and making that shift. It's, it's a little scary. It's a little, yeah, that was intimidating. I wouldn't think you would be uh, nervous about coaching your peers because like there's, I always feel like I can't coach my peers as well as I can coach like a beginner. <laughs> Does that yeah, there, I, 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 and no, I absolutely <laughs> understand the difference and, and I get it. But, you know, at the time, it's just like I said, it, it literally feels like it happens overnight, you know, where again, it's like, OK, I just got done doing this workout alongside these individuals on Friday now, here I am, you know, a few weeks later, and now I'm the one standing up here on top of the podium telling them what to do. And it's like, whoa, yeah, it's, it's, it's a scary, it's a scary feeling in a good way, though. <clears throat> it's one of those, it's one of those moments where I realized pushing myself out of the comfort zone, you know, at the time you don't realize Neither it, but uh, looking back at it, it's like, wow, that's an accomplishment. It really is. It's like you either of evolve or de-evolve exactly <laughs> i like that what did you feel you excelled at when you started coaching or what you excel at now maybe that would be a better question what i excel at now that's a tough one to answer because uh, it's one of those uh you always want to keep you know improvement improving obviously you know there's different athletes at our gym you know we've got the people who've got the you know, they've got great cardio. Then we've got individuals out there that 
they can move massive weights. It's just one of those things. I guess the way I look at it now is I look at my weakest link. So I would say the, the area where I've evolved what nowadays is I look at my weakest link and I try to improve. I'm not looking at, okay, I want to be the, the heaviest, you know, lift the most weight or be the fastest one. But I look at myself yesterday and I try to improve off of that. That's where I go. That's where I base myself on a, on a day-to-day basis. I think that's what makes you such a great coach. You're humble and you're always looking to um, improve as a coach and as an athlete. Thank you. What does it mean to you when we talk about coachability? Why is this important to like the athlete's success? Think of it as an, as an argument, you know, uh, you have to be coachable in order to improve whether the information is going to serve you right or, or wrong. Uh, the reason why I say looking at it as an argument is if you try to argue with an individual who's got their mindset that, you know, their way of thinking or their style of doing it is the only way in this world, then there's really no point. At that given point in time, you just need to walk away because you're not going to change their mind. You know, it's, it's, it's you're arguing with yourself. Basically, you're not going to get anywhere. Uh, I think as an individual, it d- doesn't matter what level of an athlete you are. You have to understand that there's more than one way to solve, you know, a specific problem, a specific equation, a specific lift. You know, if you're trying to improve on, on, on your sprinting time, you know, there's more than one way to approach. And, and if you have, if you walk in with a fixed mindset, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure at that point. Do you ever feel an athlete reaches a point he, she doesn't need a coach anymore? Absolutely not. Absolutely (laughs) not. I mean, honestly, look at, look at the, look at the greatest of all time right now, you know, greatest athletes, you know, in the world till this day, you know, even after their careers are over in, in the sport and fitness, they continue to have mentors. They continue to take classes. They continue to take courses so again, just because your 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 schooling has stopped does not mean your your learning needs to stop with it. In order to grow, you must continue to soak that information in. I don't think it ever ends. Is that one of the things that makes CrossFit like very unique? Is that it has a coach on the floor helping you out? You know, a lot of people will argue that even you know any any other gym because. Uh, you know, a lot of gyms started popping out left and right now where they're having a lot more hands on. Uh, again, I still think even though there's more hands on and they've got coaches and people out on the floor, it doesn't equate to what the CrossFit community has to offer. Do you think coaches are coachable? I think they should be. Absolutely. I think they should be. How else, again, how else are you supposed to improve on your game? What do you do to... Um further your knowledge like what who do you listen to or go to to pick up some new and greatest things that are out on the market right now like fitness blogs and and health blogs who do you go look up besides girls besides girls the gym? i get my information from or swords that's where i get if you want to know why i'm such a great athlete bam i just let you guys in on a little secret um no, you, you'd actually be surprised. I mean, I do follow a number of, of athletes. I think it's important for us, again, to keep that open mindset. I don't just follow CrossFit athletes or 
Uh, you know, I don't, I follow from uh, athletes from all different uh, kinds of sports. And I don't just limit myself to, to athletes in specific. Uh, I've, I've uh, again, you know, just like I mentioned earlier, you've got to become a student of life if you want to, if you want to improve at anything. So I do a lot of reading, you know, uh, uh, my mentors, you know, they could include like Jim Rohn. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, Jay Shetty. Uh, there's just a number of these individuals out there, which, you know, these individuals have absolutely nothing to do with the fitness industry. But these are the kind of guys where if you want to get your mind right, uh, you know, it, it, it all goes hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. What is your favorite nutritional advice you like to give? My favorite nutritional advice is consume with caution. Honestly, it's like eat what makes you happy, but be smart about it. Um, just like I told you, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not by any means the healthiest eater, but I am, I am very cognizant of what it is that I am consuming. Um, you know, a lot of us always beat ourselves up during the holidays or uh, special occasions. Oh, I shouldn't have had this slice of pie or something along the lines of that. But again, you know, if you do it sparingly, you know, it's, it's not, it's not bad. It's, it's no different than missing one workout or, or missing a lift, you know, it's just, Hey, today's not your day. So it's okay. I like that. That is great advice. I think that's like a fallible advice, especially exactly. during this time. So what are your, what are your training goals um, during this time? I mean, it's, it's really hard to prepare for a marathon or, or go into a CrossFit games or whatever. What are, what are you, what are your goals right now or training goals? I would say, I'm just taking it one day at a time. I, I don't have anything specific as far as training, training wise. I'm more focused because of what we're all going through right now. I think my main focus is my mental health. That's challenging in, enough uh, in the, in the type of industry that I'm in, you know, I work with a lot of people, a lot, I work around a lot of adults. Uh, so my mental, my mental game has to be top notch. Uh, so I, I am working out regularly. I, I am not working out on a daily basis. I, I do it enough. Again, I listen to my body and my brain, you know, how am I feeling today? Uh, where I, I look, you know, I look at, I look to see where I'm at, you know, am I in the red or am I in the, in the black, you know, where do I need to apply more focus to? And that's kind of what I should, you know, should I read a few extra pages today? Uh, do I need to spend more time with the kids at home today? Uh, or, hey, you know, I haven't had a really good workout this week. Do I really need to hit, the, you know, hit the weights hard today? That's kind of where, I'm, where I'm, I'm at at the moment. Those are my goals to make sure that I am functioning well so that I can provide for those around me. I, I just love how you're always so cool. And I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe that's because I'm from the 80s and that's the only word I know is cool. <laughs> But I always find that you have such a, I want to call laid back, but I, you just have like this great, cool vibe about you all the time. And it's classy, you know, it's not jarring. It's not forced. Where did I you think it's from? all the literature I read and the people I listen to. Uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's interesting you say that uh, there's this amazing quote that I came across by Cooley. He wrote it and he says, it goes like this. He says, today, I'm not who I think I am. 
I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. So we go through life living in this perception of a perception of ourselves. So just like you mentioned, you know, if we're all gathered around the gym, what's going through our heads is, oh, you know, what are they thinking? I'm about to, you know, lift this lift or I'm about to attempt this pull up. And, and our immediate thoughts is, what are these people around me thinking? What if I fail it? What if I this? What if, what if, what if? So if we sit here and think about those what ifs till we're blue in the face, you know, nothing's gonna, it's not, it's not healthy for us. Uh, so we just have to, you know, take a step back and, and, and step out of that living in a perception of a perception of ourselves is that we got to set ourselves free from that. We enslave ourselves in something that doesn't exist. That is so cool. <laughs> My husband told me I'm going to stop saying love it, but I totally love that. <laughs> So that kind of answers a little bit my last one of my questions I've always wanted to know, and you don't have to answer it, but why do you always have one pant leg up and one I pant leg down? I don't know. I think one of my calves is smaller than the other. Usually I put them both up, but one of them ends up <laughs> falling. <laughs> and it happens every time I've been called out on it, and it, it's not intentional, I promise. It, it's got to be that it's one not? calf is smaller than the other. One of my baby calves. So one of my baby calves no. is smaller than my other baby calf. Put it that way. It's not intentional. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I, I always thought it was like because like you had like this wrapper or something and it was like your way of marking yourself in the gym. Like I'm too cool for you. I, I wish I had a cool story like that. It's but no, it's, it's the baby calf. See, people never know what the other guy's got going. I always thought, man, that's his style. That is so cool. He's like setting stuff out in this gym you know that's, i wonder if he knows that's from the 80s well you do know i mean i'm from the 80s too so it's like i'm not that far behind you know you're just always so cool have you ever read a book called um Unoffendable? No, it is a really good book i i recently came across it and uh it's by uh brant uh hansen and it, the as I was listening to you talk here today, I, I couldn't help but think of this book I'm, I'm currently reading. So I haven't made it all the way through the book yet. But it's like we choose to be offended. And I always and I'm always suffering from that. Like I always am offended if somebody doesn't like my advice or offended that they don't like my coaching style or offended. You know, just I easily am offended. And when I look at you and like listening to you today, I was just like, you are the role model of not being offended. And I, and I mean that like, like you make a choice not to be offended by what's going on, you know, yeah. around you. The yeah, chaos. like I said, and a lot of it comes <laughs> back to that uh, being in the right mental state. You know, if you, if you allow, and see, that's the thing is if we allow somebody else's words to dictate our feelings, then those individuals are always going to have that power over us. And they'll always, you know, whenever they choose to, they'll be able to use it against us. So we're the only ones that can, you know, stop that from happening. I love that it is a choice and that you see it as a choice. And I will from now on see it as a choice. I think that's very moving. <laughs> well, I can't thank you enough for jumping on here, sharing your whole cool lifestyle with us. <laughs> and um, showing us how to live the dream. I don't know about the dream, but we're trying to get it day by day. Like I said, with everything. And, and again, you know, it's just 
just a reminder to us all, you know, it's like we're all going through this together. Uh, kind of touches back on what you you and I just discussed. It's like we can we can look at what's going on right now as, uh, you know, well, we have to try to weather out the storm or we can look at it as uh, we have to learn how to dance in the rain type of style. You know, it's like don't create a problem if it's not if it's not there. You know, if you, if you focus on the problem, that's what you're going to generate more of and and you know you focus on solutions then all you get is the opportunities so like i said i'm I'm not i'm not fully focused i'm not completely i'm not bummed out because i'm not getting a workout every day every day but uh you know again i'm looking at at the bigger picture is uh am i am i healthy and by healthy it doesn't just mean am i eating my broccoli and carrots it means what's my mental health like lots of lots of ways that we can look at the pandemic we're dealing with right now. I like looking at it positively. I thought, I think what you said is amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much for coming on our no, show. Thank we you guys really for having appreciate me. it. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Vic. If you enjoyed this podcast, please email us at girlsfromthegym, the number three at gmail.com.